theme song. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. It's gonna feel good. All right. All right now. It's gonna feel good. I'm out of words. <laughs> That's not even the right lyric, my guy. No, it's not the right lyric, is it? It's, I don't know. And... It's like, and it feels good. Dun, oh, whatever. Dun. You can ad lib that. No, you can't. You, That's you, the whole you, song, bro. No, you feel it. You do what you say. You're like, oh, right now. <laughs> it's going to feel. I disagree, but we can agree to disagree. Oh, whatever. Well, I am having a good day today. I am uh, drinking. I've made the decision since tomorrow is October. And also just because I like it, I'm drinking. Um, out of a vial like a potion vial uh that i found at target it was a dollar and i'm drinking my uh addiction of choice uh cocaine <laughs> no uh doc- dr pepper dr pepper which is my addiction of choice i i love dr pepper <laughs> i also love dr pepper i just am trying not to drink soda and it's my favorite soda and it's yours and so i'm always just like ah temptation I should stop drinking it because it's a dark soda and that's bad for mm. your kidneys, but um, it's got a hold on me and I can't quite leave it. So it's fair. Um, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm pretty good. Um, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. College is, you know, uh, and I'm stage managing and I've had, I'm going to have a rehearsal for the fifth day tomorrow and fourth Jeez. tonight. So just kind of trucking through it, getting through the week. But I'm really excited to do this podcast again. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited to do this and um, our weekly meetings. Uh, those are like the highlights of my weeks, which is it's always so fun. It's just fun to do this, which is what I want to do. Yeah, it's just creating content, man. That's the whole point. Just creating content. Um, oh, I had a list. I f- I did forget something. I have a list of news. And we're going to start off with some news. I forgot my list of news, so I'm going to have to go off memory. That's fine. I know what the first thing's going to be. Not the first thing. I'm actually thinking that's what we'll end on. But I actually have to I have to bring up a post because it's um, I, I want to read it and it's so great. Uh, have you heard? So first first episode we talked about Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And there's so much so much news going around that movie about who's going to appear in it. Have you heard about Topher Grace out here spoiling Spider-Man No Way Home? You're kidding. Uh this is what he said on I believe Reddit. Uh Grocho uh said, "Are you in the new Spider-Man movie?" Uh and Topher Grace responded with, please keep it between us. But yes, I am in it. The plot starts with Peter Parker, Tom Holland, bummed that everyone knows his identity. And then some crazy shit happens with Doctor Strange and Doctor Octopus. Alfred Molina comes into his dimension. Then Electro and Green Goblin hop out of one uh, of those energy circles. And they're like, it's spider stomping time. Then Tom Hardy and I pop out and battle each other. And I win, obvi. It's like not even a fight. I just kick his ass immediately not to give too much away but there are also some actors from the original 70s spider-man show aquaman and batman affleck not keaton uh crossover and thanks to disney han solo's ghost from rise of skywalker and that eve robot from wally again please keep it between us <laughs> okay so he didn't actually spoil anything he just no i just i saw that and i was like what a good sport <laughs> he's the worst venom and not a then like the worst part of that movie but oh, for sure but what a good sport for just being like 
you know, somebody asked him and he was like, I'll have fun with this. And I love that. That's great. <laughs> I like just, it, it just escalates to a point where it's like, oh, this isn't real. <laughs> Cause at first I was like, oh my God, is he really revealing the plot? Would you be excited if he was in it? I don't know. Cause like I can agree. He's definitely like up there on the worst parts of that movie. But I think the worst part was that Spider-Man was minimized. I didn't like that at all. Personally, when I watched it. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. I get the point of that. That version of Eddie Brock was supposed to be like, he was the number of um, Peter Parker. He was like his opposites. Um, so that's kind of why he's quite smaller. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why I, that's like the one thing I like about the Tom Hardy version is that his venom is huge. Okay, he's a monster, which I love. Um, speaking of which, uh, Let There Be Carnage comes out tomorrow. I know I'm seeing it we Tuesday. We planned this out wrong. Uh, we did. Yeah, we'll probably do that next episode. Yeah, but um, we should definitely both go see it before the next podcast. Yes, absolutely. I'm seeing it Tuesday. I'll probably see it tomorrow or some shit. Okay, I cool. don't know. Um, I yeah. If he was, if it was legit, I'd be like, all right. I I guess I, I don't care. <laughs> like nothing against him. It's just like it's. I don't care about his version. I I think it would be funny to um have a, see a fight between him and Tom Hardy. <laughs> not not a Venom fight. Just Topher Grace versus Tom okay, Hardy. Okay, say because like Tom Hardy would beat his ass. Still, even if it was just Topher Grace versus Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy would kick his yeah, ass. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy. Uh, speaking of Tom Hardy, I've been watching um, Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. I, I told you about that. Tom Hardy is in that. Man, he's good. Really? Yeah. I love Tom Hardy. I only really seen him in Venom, but I still like really liked his like mm-hmm. the whole thing. Well, he does. He's got a weird thing where he does a different voice for like every role that he does. Um, and this one, it's a little Venom. No, Bane. It's a little Bane because there are times where he's grumbling and he can't quite understand what he says. And I'm like, did did you just pull a Bane right now? We're in England, motherfucker. <laughs> And just, but he, uh, in it, he's like, he's this bearded guy. He's a, he's a Jewish, like, um, uh, rum, uh, maker, but he's the, but he's, his cover is like, he's a bread maker. He Mm. makes bread, but it's really, he's selling rum and, um, he's, he's quite threatening. He's quite, he's just good. And I just got to, um, if you've watched the show, there's like a scene where, um, the, Killian Murphy like um, accuses him of crossing a line and he does this great like yelling speech about like what line have I crossed and it's so good I, I love it I think he's a great actor wish he was a better Venom I think he's fantastic Venom that's just where we disagree I can't say you don't like him as Venom I don't like I don't like Venom without Spider-Man we've been over this I feel like that's such a cop-out though because you do Venom with Spider-Man, and then you can go on without Spider-Man. Like, there are other things to do with him, but you, I feel if you're going to start with him, you do it with Spider-Man. Maybe. I don't know. I think the whole thing's a mess. Um, have you heard about Marvel um, suing Disney, or Disney suing Marvel? Yes, and like now it's basically just going to be who can buy out the other one, which Disney's going to buy Marvel just completely and call it a time. Yeah, so it's the it's the original creators of a list of characters. Um, well, isn't it Stan Lee's like kids? It, it would be his daughter, I guess. It, it's like estates because a lot of these people have passed away, like Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, um, so it's stuff like that, but it is the case of basically like they're, 
able to get the rights back now. I think it's after 60 years, which is crazy. Um, but now, yeah, now they're able to kind of claim the rights to it, which is, it's like an ongoing battle, I think, because at the, like Marvel, whenever they, these characters were made, it's a list of characters and it probably goes more, like more characters than what is on the list. But, um, when those characters were made, it was like, um, they were work for hire. So they made those characters for Marvel and Marvel mm-hmm. had the rights to it. Even though they created it, it was like, you knew this going into it. Um, and like staying out of the ethical, you know, what sh- they should do and everything. Um, a lot of people going like, this is going to be what brings down the MCU. We won't get any more MCU movies because they See, can't legally do it. No, Disney is a monopoly. They are a huge multi-billion dollar corporation. No one's taking Marvel from them. Even if the creators or the estates do own the rights, they will just pay more and go like, can we use these characters if we give you a shitload of money? <laughs> they can't. They're too far. Like, yep. Spider-Man's about to set off the multiverse. Like. Yeah. And this was the thing that was happening with after Spider-Man Far From Home. That was, Do you remember that mm-hmm. scare of like um, Spider- Sony was going like, we're not um, doing Spider-Man movies with him in the MCU anymore. And it was like, it was just after they like left that big reveal of like, mm-hmm. Spider-Man is Peter Parker and stuff like that. Well, and, and my thing is, do you think that's like what this is? Like, do you think they're just trying to get more money? Because every time they're like, well, you're in a bad spot because you need Spider-Man. Who's wanting to get money? Just whoever owns Spider-Man specifically, so whether it be his kids or just Sony, because it was it was Sony before. Well, I think it's fine. I don't think it's the case of the creators um, just trying to get more money. They really don't have. They haven't gotten like any money for this. Um, getting into our opinions on it, the creators are hard done on this. They they should have some rights to the characters that they created in this, again, multi-billion dollar franchise. I agree, but if they sell them... They sold them in the 60s before the movies were ever made, and it was they didn't know that the characters were going to be a big thing. Well, I mean, comics have always been a big thing. They didn't know that those characters were going to become the huge hits that they are. You know, have you looked at a bunch of characters that were created then? A lot of them flop. (laughs) This is true. So it's kind of just a, they didn't know and they should get more money for it. And um, they should have the rights to it. And I think that's fair. You know, um, my only concern, I guess, is the Stanley's daughter, she has brought up like Marvel screwed over Stanley. Like she said that before. And so I'm wondering if she at any point will go, no, I'm not working with you just on a principal thing. Uh, if that's the case, that's something to worry about. <laughs> she, she, if that's the case, she will have the rights to quite a lot of characters. Um, so that's a worry, but still money talks. Yeah. I don't really think we have anything to worry about. Honestly, I, I don't think so. Um, Oh, I am trying to think about. Oh, did you see the um, another thing was, uh, are you a fan of Cowboy Bebop? Yes. And I did see that they're doing a live action. They're doing a live action. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very interested. Did you see the, um, they did a recreating of the opening scene. Oh, no, I did not. Not opening scene, but like the theme. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did a recreation of it and it's kind of nothing like it is the same thing um just in live action and that's kind of interesting to see those characters do little walks and whatever um 
I watched it and the only thing I kind of had to say about it was I remembered how great that theme is. <laughs> that theme is awesome. I've had a ton of people recommend Cowboy Bebop. I just haven't gotten around to it. I, it seems good, but I'll be honest, it's really easy for me to fall off of it. I'll, every time I watch it, I'll get a little bit farther, like an episode farther, and then I'll just go like, yeah, I'll keep going with this. I'm done for the night. I'll keep going with this. And then I haven't, I did it recently. I I got farther and I was like, eh. That's fair. Um, But it's so strange because people love Cowboy Bebop. They a lot of people have said like it's the best yeah i've heard like it's one of the top ones yeah like recommended and that's so i don't know maybe it's just a difference of taste where or maybe i'm just so used to like action-packed uh quick pace stuff even though the action in that is good like it's very kung fu and stuff like that but it's it's also just it's slow paced i feel mm-hmm. what is the plot exactly the plot is it's like set in a futuristic world and they're on spaceships and stuff um but it's spike and oh i'm forgetting the other guy's name uh to these two guys they're bounty hunters and they're you know just collecting bounties and kind of it's kind of their adventures along the way and then they um they kind of take in not take in she kind of they run into this girl and she kind of um just says well i'm living on your ship now (laughs) and kind of does bounties with them and then i believe there is um the overarching plot is um some history that spike has and i believe he's he's died before Mm. question mark isn't just like one season too like isn't just like a one season show yeah i don't know why maybe that was the plan maybe it got canceled i don't know but um i don't know this looks good i'm I'm interested in it um i would be totally down though it's netflix so i doubt it i i would be totally down for a week by week thing netflix does do that sometimes though and a lot of other well they did it for like a few shows they did it for uh, Jeanette McCarty or McCurry, the Sam from iCarly. Yeah. They, she, they did it for that show. That's the only one I know. Oh, like The Rain or whatever? Something. Yeah. Well, I, they did it for a few other ones. Most of them were like comedies or like political stuff. Or reality shows. Yeah. So it's not really like... I doubt they'll do a week by week for this. Um, that might be something they've already released, like whether they are or not. But I would totally be down with it solely because that might be the only way I'd be able to finish. Same. I've actually found that. Just slow paced. It's like, oh, today it's out today. I'll go watch it. I'm really enjoying that with uh, Heels and What If. I'm just... Same. Um, That's what's really kept me watching all of the Marvel yeah, stuff. It's it's really great. I think I think The Boys is what kind of revitalized that. Oh, 100%. Because that was... Yeah, that, that's, that was a good formula. Uh, I like it. Um but I don't know. I don't know. What's, they'll probably just release it all at once. And I think I probably will have the same problem again of going like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it more later. And then I don't. And then it will probably be the other thing of like, I should really watch the anime first. And yeah. Then, Cause I'm not watching it until I watch the anime first. Cause I want to see what's based off of, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. taking a sip of uh, Dr. Pepper cocaine. I can hear you drinking it great we're gonna keep that in (laughs) you're an experienced man oh yes that's great um and then there are some other news i'm very sorry that i'm unprofessional and i forgot my list that i've been i've been writing this stuff down as i see it so that i would be able to have a comprehensive list and then i go and forget it um but the biggest thing is the mario movie yeah 
And I'm going to look up the cast of it real quick. Actually, yeah, let me get one on my phone too. We're going to look up the cast and we're going to talk about, um, well, we'll leave the biggest for the end. Uh, are you saying Mario specifically? Like leave well, to the don't end? don't spoil. Well, I got to make sure I know who we aren't and aren't talking about. Who? I feel it should be obvious. This is true. This is fair. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we've got Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. I think that's a great choice. I agree. I haven't seen, um, is it Queen's Gambit? That's what it's yes. called? I really want to watch that, but I heard amazing things about mm-hmm, it. Same, but I, I have seen her in some other things. And, you know, I she just seems like a good choice for Peach. I think that works. Um, that being said, like, all these characters are pretty one-dimensional. Like, you don't have to, mm-hmm. it doesn't really take much. Uh, Luigi is Charlie Day off of It's Always Sunny. I've never seen It's Always Sunny. Uh, But I do know, I I know it because it was like, it's that meme of the guy with a like, a wall of connections and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's got his head and it's like, ah, and then I saw a meme of it. It was that, but then they put a Luigi hat on him. (laughs) So that, that it's that guy. Um, This is what I love the most. And I just, it's a personal thing. Uh, Jack Black is Bowser. I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. I love Jack Black. I want to see him in more things. And I've heard it's the thing of Jack Black is the guy that he could do anything and your response would be, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, he was literally a panda who learned Kung Fu. And I think this is great for Bowser. I, I think that's so fun. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key for Toad. Um, that's Key from Key and Peele. Mm. Uh, comedy show. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I'm intrigued. Yeah, same. That's, that's the, the most interesting one because I'm like... I believe he can do it, but I'm wondering how he will do it is my, my thing on that. Uh, also, I apparently have a Seth Rogen laugh. Uh, if you get me at the right time, I will just be like... <laughs> Actually, I have heard you do that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I My nephew pointed it out the first time. I was like, damn it. <laughs> uh, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. I, I don't know who that is, Fred Armisen. Uh, I believe Cranky Kong is the original Kong from the like um, the original game when it was Jumpman. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Fred Armisen is. Can you um, help me out with that? He was in Eurotrip, Mitchells vs. the Machines, Easy A. Did not um, watch any of those. Easy A is a good one. Did not watch any of those. Sorry, Fred. Uh, Kevin Richardson as a comic. Cool. Uh, Sebastian Meniscalco as Spike. Okay. Uh, and then Charles Martinet, uh, the original voice of Mario, uh, in some cameo roles. Mm. So that's an interesting thing that they that they got the original voice of Mario in for some roles because, drumroll please, this is either where I put in a. Oh, okay, okay, he's he's tapping his. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. What are your thoughts? Here's my thing. Chris Pratt was my favorite Chris. <laughs> I'm going to be real. And uh, then Chris I found Evans out, is mine. That's, I, I, no, I know. Um, yes. But uh, it broke my heart when I found out he was a Trump supporter. Uh, it yeah. absolutely broke my heart. And it, mm-hmm. it hurts because I still love him, but I shouldn't. So I'm excited for it. But I'm also not because he's racist. I don't. That's uh, kind of like my main thing with it. I'm ignoring that stuff and just going, I like Chris Pratt. That's fair. Um. I'm fine with it. Um, ultimately, 
this isn't a movie I care about. <laughs> so like, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a lot like Sonic, where it's um, it's a fun movie for kids. I don't think this is gonna like break the record or anything, unless another pandemic happens. God forbid. Yeah. Um, did you see that stuff where it was like, it was like months after the pandemic, and there was still sonic posters out yeah that was crazy to me i was like oh no um but yeah i ultimately don't care about this and i'm like i'm i'm excited most excited for jack black if i'm honest but also um chris pratt is a voice actor um he's a good voice actor. he's been in the onward the Mm -hmm. uh, i think is that pixar yes he was the older brother i can't remember his name right now yeah, but he was he was in that. He's in I want to say the Lego movies. I think you're right. I'm like halfway positive. Question right. mark. We could check IMDb, but we don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's in a Lego movie. Something. Um, but he he's a voice actor and he's he's a good one. So I I think it. I'm fine with it. Again, kind of like the Jack Black or the Seth Rogen thing. Um, how will he do this? Will he do an Italian accent? <laughs> I hope not. Really? I hope it's not. It's such a weird thing because I think it, if he does it, it's kind of a weird, um, it does border on racist, mm-hmm. but it's also the thing of like, but that's how Mario talks. So it doesn't even seem like that's a racist thing. It just seems like that's how he talks. Well, I mean, actors do dialect all the time. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be racist to have an Italian dialect. But his, but Mario's Italian dialect is... It's a me. Like yeah, it's, it's a very it's very full on, it's very thick, it's very and if he like talks like that, like says more than just the catchphrases. Like I gotta go save a princess of peach. Like he just so, like Luigi, come help me. It, it's that constantly. I think that will get annoying. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're actually gonna have commentary. It's probably gonna be like punny, you know? But I don't think punny? it's like, oh. like a puns. Oh, I thought that was a reference to a movie. I was like, I don't know. No, no, no. Okay, like yeah, punny yeah, yeah. as in like funny, but punny. Um, I definitely think it's going to be more that type of humor. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be catered towards kids with like that yeah. subtle adult humor like most kids movies are these days. Like Cat in the Hat. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> oh, this would be my favorite movie if they went Cat in the Hat level. I love that movie. I also love Cat in the Hat, but oof, I don't know. If it- my mother used to hide that DVD from me. Really? As a kid, because I, I loved it. I didn't get any of the adult humor. I just thought it was such a fun thing. I loved the, I, I, I it was still biz- like full on because, um, he would, he would like threaten to hit a kid with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and it was so like that stuff was funny to me. But then as I got older, I realized it's like, you're a dirty hoe. Sorry, baby. I love you. And like stuff like that, where I was like, Oh, but my mom saw that and she was like, I'm not letting him watch that. But I always found it. <laughs> I always found the DVD. Cause I was like, I want to watch cat in the hat. <laughs> See my movie that I watched constantly was, um, racing stripes, which is about a zebra who wants to be a, ho- a horse racer. <gasps> I do. Oh my, God, you unlocked a memory. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I broke my disc of that. I'm looking that up now because I still I, own it. I know what I'm. I'm. I'm dead sure I've seen this, but I remember nothing of if it. If you haven't, we can watch it. It's oh bad. It's like 2000 oh, bad, bad you. movie, bad. But it's it's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I gotta look at this. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I just looked up the poster and it just memories flooded back. Mm-hmm. That looks. 
atrocious. It was horrible. It's got a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't take much of Rotten Tomatoes, but that that's funny. Um, oh, God, that's weird. It's tomatoes, but okay. Tomatoes. 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 We will, this will be what the podcast is. It's just you saying tomatoes, tomatoes, and me saying tomatoes. 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 <laughs> Anyways. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about, um, I said I was, uh, like, my movie that I watch all the time was Racing Stripes. What were we talking before that? Because that's The what... Mario casting. Right. Um, back to the point. R- back, back to the point. Oh, that's, that was a big thing that we forgot to mention. We can talk about that later. That's fine. Okay. Um, we, yeah, so it's a, the only way that I can think of it of them doing this without doing just the straight on full on Italian accent Mario is just having him be a Zelda character and just not talking. But then what the point was the point of Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, they're not going to do that. So at that point, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, do they have like heavy Italian accents in like the cartoons they used to have? Um, cause I don't think they did. I think they did. It just wasn't the same. It was more realistic Italian accent. I feel like that's probably what they'll do then. Maybe. That way they don't cross that line, but also can still like be true to the characters. Do you think there will be a reference to the original Super Mario Bros. movie? I haven't seen it, but... um, <laughs> It's god-awful. <laughs> I hope not, because the reason there were no video game movies made for so long are because of that movie. You, especially Nintendo, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo was like, no more. <laughs> um, Who... Was there a cast member for Yoshi? I don't think so. Interesting. They only released like half the cast. You know what I want to see is I want to see this movie. It's it's done by Illumination, who mm-hmm. did um, Despicable Me. Despicable Me, which is actually I think a great get mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I can totally see Mario in that style. Um, I, but I would love it if it's in that style. But um, Yoshi is just the dinosaur from the um, Super Mario Brothers movie, where he's just scaly and he doesn't look like a dinosaur or Yoshi, and he's just weird. And I want him to stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I don't think that's what's gonna happen. Ah, uh, fine. I think it's gonna be like the usual, because the Mario art looks the same. Yoshi. <laughs> I love Yoshi. How are my impressions? Awful. <laughs> The Mario and Luigi ones weren't bad. It's me, Mario. Um, who's your favorite Mario character? Luigi. Ah, oh, me too. Oh yeah, man. I had a um. I we did a silent high five because we were like, don't clip it, <laughs> don't clip the audio. Um, I I had a Luigi hoodie growing up, and I had a costume. I still have my costume. <laughs> I don't know. I always um. I like rarely go for like the what would be considered the fan favorite because I'm like, well, obviously, like Mario's mm-hmm. the top picks, but Luigi's always had that like, um, he's been shit on vibe. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, well, I like Luigi. And then I imagine Luigi would just be like, you do? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> um, I love Luigi. No, I do too. I quite like Yoshi too, as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, this is going to be weird. This is going to be weird, and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. I'm not really sure how to feel about it yet. Yeah. I kind of just am going for the nostalgia. Ulti- yeah. Ultimately, don't care. More intrigued. It's like the Sonic movie. Whenever they released the first images of that, and it was looked nothing mm-hmm. like Sonic, uh, that's when I was like, well, I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, I think that was great. I love, I love when the internet explodes with anger. 
It's a fun time. It's and it's kind of happening now. Like people are mad about Chris Pratt being yeah. cast as Mario, and I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna take him off though. No, I don't think so either. He's not. He still brings in viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people, yeah, people love uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They love Jurassic World. Jurassic he World. Got his own they love Moneyball. So it, mm-hmm. you know, it's <laughs> what a pull for the Chris Pratt <laughs> casting Moneyball. <laughs> I only bring that up because I watched it recently. <laughs> I like The Social Network better than that one. Th- those movies have nothing to do with but each other. No, they have nothing to do with each other, but there's the same type of like feel while you watch it. Like baseball. Documentary the, style. Yeah, kind of. Eh. <laughs> I feel the topic does have to be. I, I would not connect those two. Moneyball and... Uh, the social network. Well, see, I would connect Moneyball to like Risky Business or um, Jerry Maguire. Those are both um, uh, Tom Cruise movies, but not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that type of like feel. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I just watched Moneyball and I'll be honest. I, I like I've heard great things about it, but I, I kind of found it boring. Like I, It was okay. I looked at it from a filmmaker point of view and I thought there were some really great things that I liked about it. But um, from the story, it, it just didn't interest me. It, but like baseball was doesn't interest me. It's not really about baseball, but it's about math, and that's mm-hmm. when I'm also like, well, I also don't care about math, so I'm out. I like Jonah Hill though. <laughs> that's fair. I like Matt Damon. It was a Matt Damon. It was Who? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Thank you. I like Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, Brad Pitt is well, people always. I guess that's not a bad thing. They hear my name and they're like Brad Pitt, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> I can't There's complain. definitely worse people to be compared to. Oh, yes, absolutely. I have been called Bradley Stephen Perry, which is, I think, maybe the worst one, but also he's doing fine. <laughs> I saw a video of him. He's, I think he's um, he's a father with a, who's like married and stuff mm-hmm. or fiance or whatever, and he's just he's living a good life. I'm like, good on him, man. <laughs> good on him. That's the best you can hope for. It's just he's, he's a kid star and he's living a good life. Indeed. So... I do have a question back for you. Back to the point. <laughs> yes, back to the point. Oh, yes. Um, we are changing the name. We're doing a rebranding. Everyone celebrate. It's a rebranding. Woo. Woo. This definitely isn't a distraction from the fact that people hate when things change. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, we are. We this podcast is called Back to the Point. Yes. Uh, instead of Close Call, as we said in the first episode. Um, but we, we like this name. We like it a lot yeah. more. So... Uh, back to the point and, well, and before you ask yes we got it from back to the future because yes. it's my favorite movie yes um and we will be talking about that yes we will you had something you wanted to say though um i was gonna say have you seen this episode's this week's episode of what if oh yes it's may- th- it's maybe my favorite i gonna say it's my favorite either yeah it's still either the, it's like really close between this and the doctor strange episode where i'm like these were awesome i Oh, and Doctor Strange. Full spoilers. Doctor Str- yeah, full spoilers before we get into full that. Full spoilers for this um, episode eight of What If, by yes. the way. Um, and but other episodes. D- yeah, because we're kind of, it re- literally references all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Oh my God. I could not believe how like insane yes. Vision Ultron was essentially. Yep. I thought it, I thought it was really great. I, um the i thought it was really funny just how easily he dispatched thanos of, he just went, and it was a it, it like immediately brought up the thing of like oh vision could have done that 
I th- I think the only reason he didn't was um, morals. Morals, yeah, and that I don't. I just think he doesn't think like that. Um, which is, but it was so great. It was just like he sees the stones and he's like, "I want kill," and that's it. And it was just like Thanos didn't have a chance. And I was like, "Great, that's awesome." Yeah, that was that was interesting. But I think my favorite part about this, and it was, it's a weird thing, I guess. I, whenever someone acknowledges the watcher Mm -hmm. in the doctor strange episode maybe again this is why i like the doctor strange episode he goes like the watcher is talking and then i I can tell it's going to happen but it's just like doctor strange while the watcher is talking it's just kind of looking around Mm -hmm. and then he kind of turns around he's like who said that and it's such an eerie thing. And I'm like, oh, that's creepy, but I love it. Ultron had the same moment, though. That's the thing. It was the thing of, I saw the Watcher behind him. He's talking. And I see Vision's Ultron eyes moving. And I'm like, oh, he's about to turn around. Mm-hmm. He's definitely hearing the Watcher right now. And he, and it is the thing. Even though I knew it was coming, whenever he turned around and he was like, who's saying that? I was like, Oh no! That it's like a weird. Over. It's like a weird fourth wall break where it's just like, oh, this is so disturbing, and that fight was great though. Oh, the I my um actually have a reference in that. If you look, <laughs> well, he, when he's like flying him through the dimensions, mm-hmm. um, in one of them, it's a, there's a Star Wars reference to Darth Vader's castle. No. Yes. Not Darth Vader's castle. Or if I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking, um, there is one where it's a medieval castle looking thing, but I believe that's actually a reference to the comics, which is Marvel 1602, which is the Marvel characters, but in the in the year 1602 and they're like Renaissance era. I think I'm thinking of a different one. Is it like lava? Yeah. Oh, then maybe. I. It was like genuinely like the whole thing. I did not catch that. It was just a glimpse, and then I like saw it on TikTok, and I was like, "Ah, Brad will enjoy that." I gotta rewatch that because I'm also just going. Is it just a lava planet, though? No, no. Like you could see like the like twin tower thing, mm. and then like the lava. Like it was a whole thing. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. But yeah, I love that fight. Was so great. Well, then whenever they're like looking through the files. Yeah. And then he's like, it's right there. I can't even, it's I, right there. It's I, I literally do, right I, there. I, I did enjoy just the watcher being so like, can you just, can you just, what are you doing? Just pick up the file. That's the one. I absolutely love that. I thought, and I, cause I, the whole time I was like, he's going to interfere. He's going to interfere. And then he didn't. And I was very shook. I, I really thought that was going to be the moment where he interfered and he was just going to go like, and like the file flies mm-hmm. off or something and then like, oh, whoa or something like that um i think the moment he interferes is the moment he starts fighting back i think um because it's just like he's on in a reality of some kind and he like brings up a shield at that point i'm like you're interfering you're absolutely interfering you are fighting back you're not watching you're you're a part of this break through to his to like i don't care though i don't care like you can say like he's you know, defending himself and whatever, but he's like, defending the multiverse. Though. I don't. That's not his job. But he, but Watu the Watcher is known to do that. Like that's the whole he point. Is. He absolutely is, but that's not his job. His job is to view the multiverse. If, if he can't it, view it if it's destroyed, though. 
that's that's part of it that is the thing if if vision ultron destroys it that's a part of the story and he is there to view it and watch it but that is the thing about uatu is that he does care about these things and he doesn't want to see the multiverse destroyed mm-hmm. so he will interfere and i'm like great because well, it also he's making his own like team yeah that's great i love it i'm so excited um something i i am wondering though there are images and even in like one of those promo trailers of a thanos style gamora yes i also we haven't seen that yet no we haven't and there's only one episode left which i think is interesting which makes me wonder is there going to be a season two because we also haven't gotten into um chris pat uh uh, Peter Quill whenever Ego found him at the end of the Star-Lord well, episode. With every episode there has been like some sort of cliffhanger mm-hmm. type thing of like will there be more and I do think there's going to be a season two either they'll pick up from you know some of those episodes all those episodes or just do new stories doesn't matter I'm kind of fine with some of them just being like yeah alright I'm good mm-hmm. leaving this kind of reality or something but um, like ultimately I don't care about the Thor one like it was fun but it was also the same as Thor. The results were the same yeah. until Vision showed up, uh, Vision Ultron or whatever. But um, what should we call him? <laughs> we can just say Ultron. Uh, that's fair. I think that's fine. All right. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I think I definitely think there's going to be a season two. But there were promos for this season of Gamora in a Thanos style. She's got the sword. She's got Mm -hmm. the armor. And I was kind of, I'm very surprised it hasn't shown up yet. I think it would be weird if they pulled it up in just the last episode of like, yeah, I'm here too. I'm the mad Titan now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll kill you all in whatever. And uh, oh, there's a beggar guy. All right, I'll fight him. (laughs) Like I, I think that, I think this might just be something that they, they promoted, but then realized like, oh, we can't do it right now because it happens. I think they might have just been promoted the next season. I doubt it. I don't know, because, like, I don't know how they would include her without, like, ruining her plot. You know? Yeah, in this point. Because you only have one episode. And yeah. he literally, at the end, he was like, I'm going to have to make my own team mm-hmm. of all of you guys. Well, he said, so he, he didn't say that. He'll, he said he'll interfere. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you know, we all know. he He's like, I'm going to need all of you. I don't know. Do you think he'll grab anyone from the zombie universe? Who's left from the zombie universe? Spider-Man, Paul Rudd's head, and uh, T'Challa with one leg. I think he'll grab Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man with the cape or without? Cause with the cape. Well, Paul Rudd's using the cape. So Paul Rudd has to go without the cape for a bit? Maybe. He's just like, ah, Peter's saving a multiverse and whatever, I, but I gotta sit here again. I'm hungry. <laughs> T'Challa! Oh, you've only got one leg. That'd be mean. <laughs> Even though he's only got one head. <laughs> um... You know, I uh, I think he'll grab Spider-Man. He'll grab Captain Carter. Yes. I want to see Captain Carter more. Me too. I, like, thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, I, I really liked her, but we haven't seen any more of her. I do think she's probably going to be the weakest link, though. But, like, Captain America really? across the board, I think, will be the weakest link in this fight. Yeah. I mean... Oh, she, she's just... I mean, I love Captain America. He's my favorite. I love Captain America but, too, but you have to look at like his strengths in the Avengers team is that he's the leader and stuff. And I honestly feel like Captain Carter is a better version. Like she's got the military experience. She's a good person like Steve. She's got the super soldier serum. I honestly think she's better equipped for it than Steve would be. And that's fair. I guess my only thing is like, how is she going to fight Ultron Vision, whatever we're going to call him, mm-hmm. with just a shield? 
She could try what Steve did, which was to try and choke him out. It's true. (laughs) He did try to choke a robot. He's not an actual like person. You can he can just make you go right through him. He does have the phasing ability, which I forget forgot about. But you know, I think you know it's a vibranium shield. That's kind of what keeps him in the fight and stuff like that. I think I think she can definitely, and she's smart. She knows strategic battle. She knows how to fight. She's gonna do some interesting stuff. I also think they'll grab Iron, whatever he was from that episode, who Steve Rogers became. Well, it's the future. He was like a Hydra Smasher or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, I, I liked that version. Though. I, I hope he drops him. I doubt I it. Like that. I doubt it because then it's like, well, why can't they just get back together now? Mm, but I think fair. they want to explore the her being on her own without Steve thing. They want to keep that parallel going. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was your thoughts on the parallel between uh, Natasha and Clint? <laughs> I loved it. I thought that's how it should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm of a different opinion because I love Hawkeye. I know you do. So I, I'm i glad the way things went. Not because I hate uh, Natasha, but because I want to see the Hawkeye TV show. So That's fair. That's all I got. But um, yeah, in this version, I didn't care because I was like, I don't care if either of you die. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on like their arc just in general? Like across the board? Yeah. Um... I liked it. Um, I do. I I used to hate on Clint, but he only has fifty two minutes of screen time across twenty four movies. Yeah, you hate on Clint. He the, on the movie Clint. He sucks. I mean, yeah. But but I but he didn't even get a whole hour of screen time in the movies, where 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 everyone else got three whole movies basically. I hate his family. Really, I like that. That's no. the main plot I do like. I hate his family. I want them all dead. That's so sad. No. They won't do it because even if like something happened and they did all die, like it's not going to work for that character and the way that arc would go. So I'm just furious because I'm like, why did you give him a fucking family? (laughs) He shouldn't have a family. Clint Barton in the comics is like he can, he's bad at holding relationships and he's bad with responsibility. The best he can hold on to is a dog. Maybe. (laughs) He's self-destructive, and this one isn't. He's just a family man, and whatever. And he's not deaf, or he is now, but it's 10 years too late. I'm mad. I am mad about at this Hawkeye, but I don't hate him. I just want more. I don't hate him. I just wish they would have dealt with him better. I think I just like different things than you do. Wish they didn't give him a family. (laughs) I hate his family. I like his family. I hate him as a family man and a good dad i'm like i want you to suck at this i want you to try and you fail and you hate and you hate yourself he literally became a serial killer when they died i don't care whatever it's boring yeah awful haircut he did the haircut was horrendous better haircut in this though Uh uh-huh because they got rid of the weird little rat tail Mm -hmm. it was a better haircut that's what they they should have gone with or just bald. <laughs> I think there's um. You've seen the boys. Mm-hmm. I'm a. Gonna... I haven't seen season two yet. <sighs> I don't remember if it's in season two. I want to say it's in season one. Do you remember um? Who's the fish dude? The deep. Yeah. Do you remember? There's a scene in it. This isn't a big spoiler. Maybe the gross scene. No. There's like uh. There's a scene in it. It it's not really a big spoiler, but there's a scene in it where he's looking in the mirror. And he's shaving his head mm-hmm. while he's just talking shit on himself and going like, you're worthless. You're nothing. Yes. And I just, I hate that character because 
of the like what he did at the beginning where he tried to like blackmail uh starlight into giving mm-hmm. him a, a bj or whatever and i was like i hate this dude i really do and that was like i was laughing i was <laughs> laughing when it was happening it's supposed to be you've grown with this character and you're supposed to feel bad for him maybe i was like good you're acting like a teenage girl and you should you i hate you all of his scenes are just like gross whether it's like misogynistic towards mm-hmm. starlight or he's shaving his head and just talking down himself or when that girl's like filling his gills mm-hmm. that was disgusting that was the only part where i felt bad for him like most of his stuff like maybe most of my joy from that show is um seeing the deep just have an awful life <laughs> i i quite enjoy that but in that moment i was like oh, i feel bad i don't i didn't really want him to go through that i just wanted him to hate himself and no i don't like this um but whenever any sort of loved animal of his dies oh amazing <laughs> i've never wanted to see aquatic life die so bad because i don't want to see the aquatic life die but i want to see him cry over it because i hate him he's awful that's a take when that dolphin flew out the window and he was just so upset, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. bread and butter. <laughs> this is great. I love your standards for things. They're just so vastly different. He's an different. awful dude. And I don't really like care about him. I, I care about him if he's awful or if he's, you know, having awful things happen to him. I also love that bit where it's the lobster and he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll save you, buddy. I'll take that one. And then they just split his head open, the lobster's head. And I'm like, oh, it's great. It's such, I love it. It's my favorite part of the show. That's fair. That's fair. I need to, I actually really want to watch that because Jensen Ackles is coming in as Soldier Boy. I'm very excited Hell to yes. see how that like I'm very goes. interested to see what they'll do with that character. Because I know in the comics, that character is like a real um, wimp. Like he's just kind of like he'll piss his pants in a, in a mm-hmm. battle or something. And I believe there's there's going to be an episode in this called Herogasm. It's a thing in the comics where apparently like all of Vought's superheroes and stuff, they'll have a giant orgy. And yeah <laughs> you're looking at me like uh okay uh, yeah that one. And this is an episode that's going to be they're doing it for season three and in but in it in the comics um soldier boy sleeps with homelander yeah 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 homelander and then like they sleep with each other they have, like have a conversation or something and at the end soldier boy goes homelander is this gay and then homelander goes how can it be it's me <laughs> and just is like it's going like it can't be gay because I'm doing it I'm not gay and stuff like that and it's like it's pretty gay you slept with a man <laughs> that's, that's about as gay as it gets yeah um, it's like the definition <laughs> oh I'm excited I, for that if they do that I, I don't know man I don't know about that one um I really want to watch season two because I, I love Starlight. I remember mm-hmm. loving her as a character. And I'm really intrigued to see like where they took her. And also, th- who's the guy? Who's the guy who like lost his wife? But then it's revealed at the end of season one that she's not actually dead. Oh, Billy Butcher, the main Billy, guy. Him, yeah. I can't remember. His name. It's been like two years since I watched okay. this. Yeah. Um, I really want to see where that went because mm-hmm. I watched it as it came out mm-hmm. and then just dropped out. Yeah, I. I stopped watching, I think I watched most of season one and then I dropped out because 
that show's really depressing. And it's a lot yeah. at once all the time. Yeah. And like, just, I was like, I, I can't, I hate this. I'm so depressed and in a bad mood. And I was like, I have to stop. And then Harrison, uh, a friend of ours was just like, you got to watch the boys. And we made a deal. We made a deal that, um, if I watched all of breaking bad, mad men, and I finished and I caught up with the boys he would watch all 15 seasons of Supernatural. Oh <laughs> we should have an episode where we talk about that. Supernatural? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You have like what, three tattoos from it? But no. <laughs> I have one and a ring. Okay, sorry. One tattoo and a ring. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God. That, that's got me excited. I'm, I'm ready for that. We can do that in the next, one of the next few episodes. Uh, it's got to be after the next one because we're, we're doing Venom. We're going to talk yes, about Venom. Yes, yes, yes. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think as it stands, I've watched all of Breaking Bad. I'm caught up on the boys and I need to watch, I need to catch up on Mad Men or I need to watch all of Mad Men. I'm like in the middle of season one because I'm quite bored with it. <laughs> Mad Men looks boring. I need to watch Breaking Bad. I it's seen that so yet. misogynistic <laughs> and I honestly do hate it because it's set in the 50s mm-hmm. and they're like going like women shouldn't have jobs even though even like to the secretaries that are working there and the secretaries are even talking like bad on themselves by going like we're here to serve the men and I'm like oh my god I want to go into this world and just be like you have rights everyone has rights and if anytime it's like somebody smacks someone's ass I'm like I'm gonna beat the hell out of you <laughs> stop <laughs> I hate it it's it's very annoying but I, I have to push through it and like get into the story of it so that because I want him to watch all 15 seasons because that will depress him <laughs> <laughs> It, they, they die like every season one yeah. of them do one season it's a like, soap opera it is it's just a soap opera with monsters it's just, it's just the most famous soap opera of all time um should we get into the main topic uh we were going to talk about art movies and then you texted me and you were like i haven't really had time to see any art movies and i was like yeah i haven't really been able to see as many as i would like i'll tell you the movies i've watched this week in preparation for the art mm-hmm. movies one i watched holes it's a great one. Great movie. Not really an art movie. It's not really an art movie, though. I was going to count it because it's such a good movie for a Disney movie. It's also a lot of symbolism. Yeah. It shouldn't be that good no, for a Disney movie. So it's I was like, like one of the best movies of our time. It was, it was honestly really great. Um, yeah, I love it. It's such a great movie. But So I was going to count it and or just talk about it a little bit. But um, And then I watched Moneyball because it... Maybe not an art movie, whatever, but I was just, I heard a lot of great things about it. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to watch this. I have a list of other movies I'm going to watch. And next week I'll probably talk about those. Um, I think we should save art movies for when you can watch Scott Pilgrim. Cause it's like the most famous one. Is it? Not like, it's almost like iconic, I guess is the best way to put I it. Consider it an art movie. Not in the way I would think. It's literally, but isn't the whole definition of art movie just like a style, like how Into the Spider-Verse had like a comic book style? I, I consider it on like um, the the director's vision of it, of like if it, like I said, non-formulaic. And maybe it is, but it's I just- It's not formulaic, I'll tell you that much. I don't know. I have to watch it. Maybe we will wait on it then. But um, what was I saying? Um, you said you were going to, you said- you Oh, t- yeah. So you texted me that and you were like, can we not, can we save that and do something else next week or for tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, um, 
I looked at the list you had of movie idea topics, and I was like, well, we could do favorite movies. We can, we can, uh, <laughs> what's the phrase? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally forgetting the phrase of just like, oh, we can half-ass it with favorite movies. Well, I was half-ass it. I thought it would be a good we way can, to kind of like have show to a do, lot about ourselves. We don't have to do research for it. <laughs> this is true. We know our favorite movies pretty easily. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about our favorite movies. I've got three, one of which you don't like that that is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about that one. Um, and then you've got, do you have three? I have three that we can talk about, yeah. All right, great. Do you want to start? Oh, yeah, we want to just do one on, then go back and forth? Sure. Cool. Um, I'm going to start with Lemonade Mouth. Oh, great. It's such a good movie. It's it's the best Disney Channel movie of all time, and I stand. It's so... Well, no, Holes. Holes isn't Disney Channel. It's Disney. I'm positive. I own both. Interesting. I didn't consider the distinction. Um, I, I was... I remember being really surprised by Lemonade Mouth, e- even as a kid, because I watched it as mm-hmm. a kid. And I I watched it, I was like, eh, what's this? Not really into music stuff too much. And I watched it and I was like, this was really good. And I thought about it more as a kid and going, this shouldn't, this is even good for a kid's movie. What mm-hmm. is going on? And I, yeah, it's a great movie. Well, if you watch as an adult, it still holds very well. I'm sure it does. Like I watch it with Alyssa like once a month because of, <laughs> it's a comfort that's, movie. That's quite a lot for a Disney Channel I movie. I love that movie. I don't think Genuinely. I've ever watched a Disney Channel movie that much. Moon and is probably my only one. Mm, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Look at the Irish. That's a great one. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. It's... Go back to it. Okay, I should rewatch it. Go back. I, I rewatched about five minutes of it when Disney Plus first came out, and I went, no, <laughs> that's not happening. I'm not finishing this. I should have never gone back to it. Well, I loved it when I was like 10. Yeah, I did too. I did too. That's why I re- went back to it. Um, I don't remember too much about Lemonade Mouth. I saw it the one time. I was so surprised it was good, and then I just I had other things to do as a kid. So well, I mean, it's the basic premise, you know, Breakfast Club type of thing. They all have attention. They become yeah, best friends type of thing. Um, they meet together in detention, but they yeah. are like jocks. They're all losers. Um, like not one of them is a cool person, so it's a little different. But um, I just. <sighs> It's based off a book. I think really? I've told you that before. No, um, I didn't I know that. It's based off a book. I read the book over the summer, actually. <laughs> um, and the book is better. And I love that movie. So wow. it's saying something. I'd like um, to read the book. <laughs> I mean, it's like five bucks off Amazon. Cheap as hell. 10 out 10 recommend. Um, I mean, and it's just, it's a band getting together and like the songs freaking slap. I, I have not listened to the songs again since that movie. But yeah, I remember them being very good. She's So Gone? One of my favorite songs of all time. It. It's such a crazy thing. If that movie came out now, like it, it, it'd be the songs would be blowing up on TikTok, I'm sure, mm-hmm. because like I do remember them being really good, and I think it's just the time that it came out when social media was newer, a newer thing, and it, and music wasn't quite into it at that point. But if it came out now, man, would it? It would be like it would blow up. Yeah, it would just be like every third TikTok you'd go, it'd be a Lemonade Mouth song. I will say, I don't think it'd be as good if it came out now. I mean, the, I think they would have ruined it. Well, I want to say the exact same movie. Not oh, then yes, it would. It would not blow, like they remake up. it or something like that. I mean, like just it's the exact same movie and it's just first released now. I think I think those songs would have been much more popular than they are now. Well, they were. Some of them were on TikTok, like Determinate, and I think. She's So Gone, we're both on there 
for like a little bit, not like long, but like they were like one of those ones that were just kind of roaming. Only thing I know is uh, that redhead dude. Uh, Adam Hicks. Yeah, he's gone through some stuff. I think yeah. he might be canceled. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I just honestly. I remember hearing something about him. I was like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Dang. Ah, I liked him. He was in like everything. Like he had a Disney yeah. XD show. I liked it. Oh yeah, he was he was the he was the third brother on King mm-hmm. Kings of Pair of Kings. Pair of Kings. Yeah, that's right. Whenever Mitchell Musso got out, I was like, oh, they got you because he was also on uh, Zeke and, and something else. Something. It's Zeke and something. I don't know. If that's the skateboarding one. And yeah. then he was on um, Austin and Alley, right? No. Or that was that, Dez. That's that a, was diff- a different character. Oh, different actor. Yeah, different actor. Interesting. Okay. Um, redhead people do not look alike to me. I just <laughs> thought that he's a skull. He's a tall, skinny, redheaded boy. I'm sorry. And he's white. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fair. It's also been like. God, Austin it has Alley been ended a while. in like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's like, no, that's been a bit. Um, but I just, I love it, man. I yep. really, I just. I think it's book, a good movie. It's a great movie. And the book is even better because in the movie, uh, Mo ends up with, I can't remember his name now, but the other band guy from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the book, she ends up with a woman. No, in the book, ah. she ends up with Tyler, the guy that liked her the whole movie. And that she just kind of shoot off. Because I the whole movie I was more like, if I knew who Tyler was. He's the drummer. No, the face, and I don't remember the storyline of. Did you ever see Dog with Blog? Yes. He was the older brother. Oh, the really attractive one. Yeah. Who did she get with in the end of the movie? The ugly guy who cheated on her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> of course, you would go for the super attractive dude with long bl- uh, brown hair who's a drummer. Well, in the book, she does. She that would make she more dumps sense. The guy, and then he's then he tells her how she how he feels, and then she just rocks away. It's like I can't believe you did that. Mm. And then she's like, Oh my god, I like him, but I can't like him because. And they actually kept like the whole like Indian heritage part in it. Oh, cool. Where it kind of like went in depth with of who she is as a character and like messed with it more. And I really like that. Um, cool. And like, so she was scared to date him because of her dad. Cause he was like, you, I'm going to pick who you marry and all that. Cause you know, that's how it goes. Um, and in this, like she stands up for himself herself and she says, I want to date him cause I like him and it's a whole thing. And I just love that. And Stella, and it's a lot more diverse of a group. Mm-hmm. Stella's a bigger it girl. It usually is. She in has the like book. dyed green hair. Great. Um, like, like she cut it herself. Like it's not we like, love to see it. Um, and then like, uh, Olivia's a lot more weird in the book like she's not as just like quirky she's like actually like kind of weird weird mm-hmm. and then like but of course she has a crush on adam hicks character when and like the whole thing but i really liked it i i think that's a good movie i need to rewatch it now i've seen the you have the sticker on your laptop yes i do and that's maybe the first time in a while i've, I've thought about it and i was like i need to rewatch that um now i want to read that that sounds great I'm going to go with, because I like barely remember that movie, even though I have seen it, I'm going to go with the movie that you have not seen, okay. which is my favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time, uh, Clerks. Um, the, yeah, the, I was telling you like before the podcast, like this is a movie people would not consider their favorite movie, mm-hmm. um, but I love it. It's a it's an indie movie. It, it was shot um, in the 90s, like 1990 or 1991 um, by Kevin Smith. And it was his first movie. He maxed out like six credit cards for the to get the budget for this movie, mm-hmm. which was thirty thousand. And it's it's such a cool thing for and it's the reason I got into movies is because he wanted to make a movie and he just 
did it whatever way he could. He was shooting in the store that he worked at and he was shooting at night, like during the middle of the night. And then he would, um, whenever the shooting was done and he would just stay there for his shift and stuff like that. And it was crazy and I love it. And it's also just a fun comedy. It's got, it's just, you know, it's also talking about life. The main guy, he's like trying to understand, he's kind of like, um, he's self-destructive mm-hmm. and he's kind of just, he's self-destructive, but he doesn't quite recognize it. And he's just going like, ah, why does my life suck? And even though his girlfriend is going like, you went to college, like, why don't you, or you were going to college. Why don't you go back, finish your degree? You'll get a job and like, things will be better. Like you, you stop working on this shitty, um, like quick stop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his best friend, Randall, who is in the, he's working in the, um, like DVD or not DVD, um, just video rental at Mm -hmm. like in the same building by the same store. It's just, they have a video rental. Um, this is how young we are is we don't know that that's a thing that was probably common or whatever. And you know, he, he just would like blow off his stand, go to the quick stop where, where his buddy um, was and just kind of hang out, talk about star Wars and whatever and make dick jokes and uh, talk shit on customers. And there's some weird customers in it. There's like a guy that's like um, he's, he's actually like, he's, talking shit on cigarettes and he's like trying to get every customer that tries to buy a cigarette to instead buy like the specific brand of gum and it's actually that he's a salesman for that (laughs) particular brand of gum and then once the our main character um randall and Oh, I'm forgetting his name, which is ridiculous. Um, Dante, Dante, Dante Mm -hmm. like realizes that he's, he's trying to sell this gum instead of like, like he's like get, get out of my store stop trying to uh, poach my customers from buying cigarettes they can buy cigarettes if they want to and it's just kind of like a but it, it kind of fails and all the customers are like you're trying to kill us you're you're trying to kill us giving us these cigarettes these are bad look at this heart that he this random dude pulled out that's like from a smoker's heart or whatever you're you're trying to kill us and it's like you came in here to buy cigarettes sir <laughs> and it's such a fun movie and and in it is Jay and Silent Bob, who have gotten two of their own movies, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and Jay and Silent Bob oh, Reboot. Oh, that's what those are from? That's what those are from. Uh, okay, so I don't know what type of movie this is then. Yes, yes, yes. Well, those movies, the Jay and Silent Bob movies are stoner movies, but mm-hmm. The Clerks is before he was a stoner. And it is more thoughtful. Like, there are things to be it, that it's saying. But I also just love the production of it. Like the reason it's in black and white. A lot of people at the time were saying like, oh, it's in black and white to kind of simulate um, that like it's all being shot through the store's video uh, feed or something. That's not the case. It was actually he didn't want to spend more money on the lights he would need to make it look good. (laughs) So he was he was like, we could either spend like five more grand on these lights or we could just shoot in black and white. And he was like, let's do that one. And that's what it was. And it's perfect. I think it's great. Um, Kevin Smith has made a lot of bad movies, Mm -hmm. but I love him. I think he's so great. He's a few years ago. He had a heart attack. uh, And it's something that he should not have lived through. And he did. And he has now lost weight. And that shouldn't 
be a problem uh, in the future. And I'm so happy because I'm I'm going you know, to work with them. <laughs> That's, that is my goal. So I'm so excited for Fair it. Enough. I love Clerks. It's such a good movie. I did watch that with a girlfriend one time. And I believe during the middle of it, she said, this is what you like. And I went, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> so you told her? I might have said it as a joke at the moment, but it was kind of a thing of like, we're not going to really, work out. Yeah, of like, are you really judging me right now for me enjoying this? I was like, that's all right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I, it was kind of a thing of like, really? <laughs> but I love quirks. All right. Um, you have the floor, sir. I'm going to go with Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Um, this is your favorite. This is my favorite movie. Um, that like... I actually think it's great because my other one is Top Gun, but we're not going to, I don't want to, I know Top Gun's bad in a few ways. So I haven't um, seen Top Gun. It's great, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a rough a little bit. Um, but, uh, Back to Future is my favorite because it was honestly, if I remember correctly, it was the first DVD I owned. <laughs> Um, and I got like this trilogy set and it's when the, they were in, like those big ass mm-hmm. like cases that were like held three DVDs, but like the case was like the size of it, three like, actual DVDs or something. Yeah, it was like one of those weird ones. Yeah. Um, back and, when they thought packaging was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I still have it like on my movie shelf. I like to have this, oh, yeah. I still have that same oh, case. I, I, well, that's better than what I have. I have some of those older ones, um, but it's not from when I was a kid. I just, I bought them like that. Cause that's actually how they are. They, they don't come in newer packaging. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, and I just, I love the plot. I love that he like gets lost in time. I love the Einstein reference with doc. I love that like the whole movie, like they still keep up with that. He's trying to save doc. Like mm-hmm. I love that that's like underlined, but also like the main thing. And on top of it, his mom's into him. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like when you talk about it, you're like, how is this even good? That feels like something that should have killed that movie is that his mom is into him. Uh, even though that like obviously she doesn't know but it's like mm. that's her son that should have been like it's not a canceling thing but it should have been like people go it's, it's quite weird well but the second that um, she kisses him she's like I feel like I'm kissing my brother and he goes yep. I get exactly what you mean <laughs> and I feel like that's probably what saved it because like they they had the joke and they had a distinguishing moment mm-hmm. where it ended because it was like that's incest you know um and then his dad punches biff and is that's a whole such thing. A great thing i think one of the strengths of that trilogy in general i think all those movies are good um like even three where they go to the west and whatever i still think that's a good movie i think it's great um it's not the best one but i think it's great i love they've got good uh running jokes mm-hmm. running gags um, Phineas and Ferb is great with that too, where they have just the things that happen. It's in every movie and you can expect it and it's great. And the Biff, whatever version of Biff it is, you can expect the version of Biff and I love it. I love that it's just like this, like it's literally the same character, different font. And he's going to uh, fall into shit, <laughs> cow shit. <laughs> and I'm like, Some way, shape or form. That's great. Well, I love that in this, like, the second one is probably like, I think it's probably the best out of the three. Mm. Um, personally. Um, and I love that it foreshadows the third Biff 
in the third movie whenever he goes in to, uh to like oh so whenever he gets goes to the future after mm-hmm. he fixes or when he goes back to the past after he fixes I've the future the okay so i'm sorry i'm trying to like it's just it goes back and forth no no, no. but um, when he goes to 2015 he goes to into the mansion and there's this big like projection of like a tv and it's saying like biff is a, a descendant of that <gasps> oh, country guy no this is the alternate reality one yes yeah, so when it's the alternate reality oh interesting and, like, it foreshadows them the thought that they like put into that. Well, it's not even just the thought of that they put into that. They filmed two and three back to back. They filmed it at the same time. So it wasn't, I mean, like it was a cool thing to be like, what if we, I mean, we're put doing this character in the third one. What if we like put him in the second one? So it's kind of a reference thing or for, foreshadowing. Um, but I think it, yeah, it is cool because they, I don't know how anyone that shoots movies back to back. Yeah, that's a lot. That sounds grueling. They did that for the last last two Avengers movies. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I can't imagine that. Um, it's just the emotion that would have to come out of you. Yeah. Well, and I just I love that like the continuity of it is just fantastic. I think it's I don't great. feel like they missed any marks. I feel like they really were like, this is where I want to start and this is where I want to end, mm-hmm. and they successfully did it without making it like it's cheesy because it's an eighties movie. Yes, without it is. making it like bad cheesy. No, yeah, it's it's the great kind of cheesy that you want from an eighties movie. It sums up eighties movies pretty but, well. Yeah, but it's in the sense of everything that you love about it, where it's just the style and uh, like the phrasings and the things that they say and everything. It's, it's so dorky and weird. And I, I, was it at the time? Do you think it was at the time? I think it's movies like that, that started those trends personally. Fair. Cause fair I think back to the future was a real mark for cinema mm-hmm. personally, because it was Steven Spielberg, like just did all three, even like he wouldn't touch any of the jaws after the first one because he was like I'm not touching those shitty ass movies well I don't want to make a Jaws where Jaws wants revenge on the family that killed it that sounds dumb even though they killed the Jaws every movie mm-hmm. but yes yeah, so like I like that like and that was a plot they did the thing I just I know it was in the fourth one um, but uh, have you watched all of those I've watched the first three I've not watched the fourth uh, Alyssa says like she won't do it with me because she hates it so much mm-hmm. well speaking of Jaws and Back to the Future 2 they make a good joke about it where well I guess you know Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. where it's um, Jaws in 3D mm-hmm. it's their 30th one or whatever I, I think that's great well and I like that like they can do that and I like that Steven Spielberg I mean he's a god yes like he's amazing hasn't quite made anything good recently though no yeah but we're not going to talk about it. We're talking about 80s, okay? We're talking Indiana Jones, we're Jurassic Park. We're talking about him in his prime. Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, the first Jaws, only the first Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as in, like there's, just, there's a style to it. And I feel like he really shaped a lot. And I feel like Back to the Future is the perfect example yeah. of what that was. Because if you look at the Back to the Futures, you can be like, you know what? All three of those were great movies. The third one definitely was a little lacking. But it was yeah. also more of a notion to the old Wild West movies. But it's still That's what's going for. Like, the exactly. things go going on in it you're still it's still got the same tropes and you're just going like this is this is a fun ride i like it and i mean that was my opinion on it where it was just like but yeah it it is a thing where it's like it kind of removes itself from Mm -hmm. the scenario by going that far back where it's like what does this have to do with the other two movies because like the first one besides that straight into the second yeah yeah um yeah those are those are great movies to pick i think those are really good movies they're not my favorites but just i don't know i just i just think they're fun um speaking of fun though getting into my 
second favorite movie. I'm just going from descending order for me. My second favorite movie is Baby Driver. Which is also fan for AC Baby Driver. Do you consider Baby Driver an art movie? Maybe. If you consider Baby Driver an art movie, Scott Pilgrim is definitely an art movie. And I consider Baby Driver an art movie. Baby Driver, yeah, it might be an art movie. Because, because the because headphone he, thing. That's my main thing. That's what you think makes it an art movie? I think the, I think a, what that makes aspect it, of, a, the, of the sound makes it a specific type of vision that the director had for it. I guess that's true. I think it's an art movie because it's something that it's, it's Edgar Wright's script mm-hmm. that he was working on for like six years or something. And you can really tell the detail in this movie of... Like even the scene where he goes to get coffee, if you, do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. In that scene, like you see the lyrics of the song that is Mm -hmm. playing right now in like graffiti. It's beautiful. And you see like he's, like when the trumpet part comes on, he uh, does like a little mimicking trumpet thing. And then there's graffiti of a trumpet right there. And I'm like, oh, it's so great. The title sequence where it says baby driver on the building and there are two yellow uh, stripes going up it. Like it's a road and you're just like, oh, it's amazing. The, it's so fun and I love the detail in that only thing I think there are two things in this that aren't great um one of it one of which is not its fault um Kevin Spacey Mm. (laughs) not its fault not his fault we can excuse that but the other thing is um John Bernthal's character who's John Bernthal who do you play he was in the first heist with John Hamm and Mm -hmm. um Darlin or something and he says the line well if if you don't see me again I'm dead. And then he never shows up again. And then you never see him again. And I'm like, so is he dead? I think that's what you're supposed to say. I, guess, I think that was kind of the point. But that's such a like, okay. Like everything like, else is kind of neat up or neat up, tied up in a neat little bow. And they, except for the fact of like, is that guy dead? Is it really tied up in the bow though? Cause here's my thing. Let's talk about that in credit scene or that end scene. Whenever he goes out and it's all black and white and mm-hmm. he, she's, in his, she's next to his car. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is just his dream? Or do you think that's what happened? I apologize. <laughs> that was great. We're keeping that in. <laughs> it's my alarm for whenever I'm at home. Great. Love it. Um, the I think that scene was just a stylistic choice of like kind of what starts why you would want to do that. It's kind of a, it is a 1950s want of like just hitting the road in a car you can't uh afford and then with you with your girl on your arm and she's wearing the like uh flowy dress poodle skirt stuff like that and i'm and then you know it starts out like that to show like this is where it kind of starts and then it morphs into modern day and i do think it is um he real that he is um getting a car that can't uh afford and then driving somewhere they don't know i love that line well because the director didn't say he was like you it's up to interpretation oh well, that's fair i like when movies do that i do as well i i'm rooting for it being real personally yeah Alyssa was pissed she was like was that real and i was like <laughs> it's up to your imagination and she was like i don't think it was and i'm mad well i to be honest like for me it's never even been a discussion i just viewed it as it was real and i the question never even came up is that real or not i just saw it as real I did too until she pointed out to be honest. Um, I guess. But um I the action is that and that is great with the driving mm-hmm. and the like you know it's great from that 
just from the moment whenever John Bernthal's character points forward and they go back and you're like, oh, this kid knows what he's up to. He's not listening to anyone else. Mm -hmm. He's got his own plan. He's about to do some crazy stuff. And then you see that uh, turn where they're in the alley and there's like a truck coming in the way and he like, he like drifts, but then he like stops midway and then puts it back in drive or something. It's so amazing. Mm -hmm. I love, I love, I'll tell you what I love. Maybe my favorite thing about this movie. I love the villain switcheroo, the Mm -hmm. twist villain. Yes. You think it's, um, I always want to say Eddie Murphy. It's Jamie Foxx. I don't know why that's a brain thing that I have. Um, you think it's Jamie Foxx because he's bats and he's very Mm -hmm. antagonistic towards baby. And he's just, like and, it, and it's so satisfying when he dies. It's so great. But then just you. It's s- the guy who was his friend. Yeah, it's the guy who was his friend. I can't remember his, his name now. Um, buddy. Yes. Buddy. Oh, whenever he like plays a song, it's like here's the song you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song's over, but uh, baby, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's such a great twist, and it plays so well because they even do hint at it with that character when Darlin is talking to bats, and mm-hmm. it's like, um, you you don't want to see my buddy when he's mad. And then we see him when he's mad, but it's not to the person that she made that mm-hmm. threat to. It's so freaking brilliant. I love that movie so much. That is a movie I will rewatch so many times. Oh, yeah. I, I bought it on DVD. Like, I watched Same. it, and this next day I was like, I'm buying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is what I will say about uh, the my next favorite movie. Have you seen um, Thelma and Louise? No. Do you like feminist pieces? Yeah. You should watch it. I will put it on my it's list. A, it's... Do you know like what the Thelma and Louise I, plot is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them almost gets raped. Mm-hmm. They run off on the road because they kill a guy on accident. Yeah, yeah. And then they're on the run, and every, it's like Bonnie and Clyde type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of my favorites across the board. Yes, absolutely. Um, this movie, this movie sold me on John Hamm. I love John Hamm. It also sold me on. It also made me come up with the idea. John Hamm should be Batman. Who's John? He's Buddy. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not good with actors yet. I'm learning. He's Buddy. And he could definitely play Batman. It would have to be... The reason it's not happening is because they want to do a younger Batman. And mm-hmm. no, he can't do a younger Batman. But if they do him in like his 40s, you don't have to focus on like the fact that he's in his 40s. Just do it like he's in his prime and like this for the 40s is his prime and whatever. He looks like Bruce Wayne, I feel. You're not wrong. I actually. think it looks like Bruce Wayne. There's a there's a comic panel where it's Bruce Wayne. He's in like a black t-shirt and jeans, and he's still like a beast of a man because he's all muscle, and he's like walking forward. And I see that in John Hamm in this movie, just a little less deranged, and it's so freaking brilliant. I can see the suit on him, and I'm like, this is Batman. This is Batman, and this is Bruce Wayne, and he's got the acting for it. He's so good. Yeah, I want him as Batman, but they won't do it. <laughs> They won't do it. Well, they actually want to be able to give Batman like a plot line. Like, here's how he yeah. became it. And then. I think you can do it. Just you can have an older Batman, but just don't focus on him being yeah, older. You don't always have to focus on the origin story either. You I feel don't like always have to do year one or the Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns. And that's what um, Ben Affleck's version is, is the Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. He, Yeah, he's older. He's got some gray and in, in the stubble and in the sides. You don't have to focus on it. Just be like, just have his actions speak for it. Like, oh, he's quite skilled (laughs) have it be like he's 10 years into being batman and he's still got another 10 years it's fine and i think i think john ham would be great for it um 
I want it so bad. That is my top fan cast and they'll never do it, which is a shame. Um, something I really like about baby driver is, uh, whenever they're, they're, he's, uh, Kevin Spacey's character is like going over the whole like plan. And then the guy's like, he's not even fucking listening. And he goes, baby, tell me the plan. And he recites it verbatim with the car. It's a great way to establish that these characters have history, that it's Mm -hmm. not, there are some movies where you, you're watching it and it seems like the world was created just then. Like these characters like don't really have that much of a backstory. They're quite awkward. They don't like have any chemistry or something. But with this, it's such a like, oh no, they've done this quite a lot. Mm -hmm. There's backstory here. They know what's going on. Even with like Bats and Buddy and Darlin, like Buddy and Darlin have their own history that you can see. And Bats explains like uh, Buddy's history of like, I bet you were a stock. I don't know. Um, I'm forgetting. But sorry um and then like bats going like just talking about like his past experience great thing um eddie eddie edgar wright um said that there's a the line in there where it's like um my hex song is hotel california Mm -hmm. apparently that is jamie fox's uh hex song (laughs) whenever he is playing pool he always loses at pool whenever hotel california comes on and so and Jamie Foxx told Edgar Wright that. And so Edgar Wright put that in the script. That's cool. And then whenever Jamie Foxx read that, he just had a laugh. He was like, that's so funny. And um, so, yeah, put that knowledge to good use if you're ever playing Jamie Foxx in pool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, you know, slip the guy five bucks before you play him and go play Hotel California. <laughs> I'm going to beat him. <laughs> no, I just, I love the detail I went into it. Mm-hmm. There's like, so much detail and it works. out well. There's, it's it's such a satisfying thing when you watch a movie so many times and you can still find new mm-hmm. things. It's so great. Because I watched it alone and bought it and then I made a list to watch with me like the next day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you, you have to watch this simply because I love it so much. Because it's so freaking good. Mm-hmm. What did she think on it? Hmm? What did she think about the movie as She a whole? really liked it besides the ending. Besides she was like, ending. I feel like they just gave us nothing. But here's my thing. I like that he got caught. I felt like it put a realistic turn. It's unrealistic what his sentencing was. Yes. But you have to like suspend disbelief Mm -hmm. and all that. Like he wouldn't get off that easy, but whatever. But being caught was realistic. Yes. And it it kind of like. He should get caught. He did a lot of bad things. And I feel like it brought baby to reality himself. Mm -hmm. Like he was flying. He was living like Riley, you know? Mm -hmm. And then this like brought him down and grounded him a little bit and showed him that he wasn't that yes he can get away with a lot but he isn't on top of everything because he's still like what 18 in this movie 16 18 no he's like 20 something are you sure yeah he's young but he's not he's not that young i know like i I know they like say it specifically because they're like you were this old when you stole from me and it's been this many years so like i know it's established i just don't remember what what it was like 20 all right, well, even then, he's only 20. Yeah, he's, he is like, young, but I just don't think he's okay, that that's young. Right. He's young, though, and I feel like it shows like the aspiration versus the reality, mm-hmm. and I really like that contrast. I think it's great. I love. Uh, I also love the inclusion of deaf um, characters, uh, including Baby. He has tinnitus. I have tinnitus. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to that degree. Uh, I've mostly drowned it out, but it, 
yeah, he has that. And it's a, it's a very interesting thing. I love, um, I'm forgetting the old dude's name that he lives with, who mm-hmm. is deaf. And I love the sign language of it. I think when that's, he plays Deborah and he's Deborah dancing and he's, oh. He, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's and then at the end in the car, when it's his mom singing mm-hmm. and he puts his hand on the speaker, even that has precedent because the old man does it whenever he wants to hear. It's so freaking good. And I love this movie. I think Clerks is my favorite movie for personal reasons. If it wasn't for those personal reasons, this would be my favorite movie. It's up there for me. I'm going to be honest. It's definitely up there. What would you rate it? 10 out of 10. I'll give it 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I loved it. 9.8 out of 10 for the John Bernthal thing. (laughs) It's fair. Um, What would you rate Back to the Future? Uh, You're going to hate me. I rated it 8. That's fine. It's not like, I mean, it's good, but I it's think just, it's, it's the best movie of all time, but it, I have nostalgia purposes. Yeah, it's I give got it 10 out of 10. Realistically, I give it 8 out of 9, 8 or 9, mm-hmm. objectively. Um, Lemonade Mouth, I give that a whole 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 100%. It's been a while for you, so if you can't, that's fine. No, I'm not thinking Lemonade Mouth. I'm thinking Clerks. It's hard for me to rate that one just because it's so personal reasons mm-hmm. for it. Like, quality wise, maybe a 7. Because of it's indie and like he's learning stuff as he goes and that and he does really good for his first movie and all that. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, ah, it's just stick jokes and, you know, stuff like that. Um, Your what is your last? Um, My last is uh, the Truman Show. That's right. The Truman Show is good. I absolutely love that movie. I remember. I, w- I watched it for the first time like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was during COVID. I was just like going through like a movie phase and uh, I would, I just, I just stumbled upon it and I was like, let me try it. Like it has Jim Carrey. Like what could possibly like be like, give everything a chance, you know? Yeah. And then I started it and I was just instantly like hooked. <laughs> and I think it just, I, I think what I love most is just the commentary it has on yeah. society itself. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like a thing of, if this was something that could actually be done, they would. Oh, 100%. You could not do this for a number of reasons, but if those reasons were not there, they would absolutely do this. They would absolutely raise a kid in a sitcom setting mm-hmm. just to have the views. I mean, it would. it's too expensive. Is the That's the big reason. Well, and I love that. The trauma of it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I disagree, but that's fair. No, I mean... I mean it does matter, but it, do, it wouldn't matter to whoever would want to make oh, the show yeah, in real yeah, life. Yeah. They they well, wouldn't it didn't care. Matter to the g- yeah. guy. Who, that's the who thing. Was, that's the social commentary. He only wanted him to escape when it actually benefited him. I guess yeah. It's been a minute. Um, it's I watched that 2017. I want to say. Oh, so it's been a while for you. It's been a minute. Um. Well, when I watched it, uh, uh like so basically, whenever he's actually like sailing and he gets through the first like storm they put him through to mm-hmm. basically try and kill him. Uh, which was just messed up in so many ways. Um, then he's like, you know what? You earned it. If you want to escape, you earned it at this point, buddy. And it's just like, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's also an interesting, I guess, way for a storyteller point of view where it's like this, where you just look at it and you go, I think this is what the ending has to be. Well, cause I, I thought he was going to die. I did us was like, really? they're going to kill him in this ocean. ocean. I didn't think that I, I didn't, I'll say the great thing. I did not have this movie spoiled for me. I didn't know like the ending line. Me either. I didn't know anything. I was just, I watched it and I, 
I was surprised by it. I was quite intrigued by it. And yeah, um, I, I was quite surprised by it by, from Jim Carrey's performance. Oh, 100%. Well, and like, it just, I think it really shows the diversity he can have. I'm not as familiar with his dramatic roles, and that's why Same. it was such a like, oh, wow. Like, I know he does have another movie where he does a dramatic role, mm-hmm. and I need to watch that, but I haven't. But yeah, this was like the first one, and I was like, oh, wow, that's well, crazy. And he also still brought that like comedic feel with mm-hmm, him because, mm-hmm. like, the whole good morning, good afternoon, in case yeah. you don't see you, good night. Like, that's but it's so, not Jim Carrey no. to dialed up to 10. No, or it's whatever. like, it's not like liar, liar, but it's that type of humor still brought with him. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I like most about it is that it's such a serious thing, and it's talking about such a serious matter and such a big commentary that if you they messed it up even a little bit it would really be bad yeah and but yet you still have this jim you're jim carrey one of the goofiest actors out there you know yeah and he's like it's brilliant casting really because yeah he really does deliver those lines of like good morning and good night mm-hmm. of like which is such authenticity of it of like like it's very sitcom and it's very like there's some actors if you're doing a dramatic role that you're like, I I mean, a lot could, but I think it was just kind of perfect to cast him for it. He really does strike that balance really well. Because well, he, he literally, Jim Carrey could live in a sitcom <laughs> like, <laughs> and be fine, you know? And I think that's like why it was perfect in my opinion. What do you think Jim Carrey's life is like on a day to day? I think he probably just pulls Adam Sandler. <laughs> unless he does, unless he really doesn't have has to, I like that's my bet. What do he you just mean seems by like, that? Like, like he's just making movies, basketball to... shorts, oh, flip flops. Okay. I think he's just chilling. Oh, okay, not I w- when you say Adam Sandler, I'm like like just making movies with his friends because I don't no, think no, no, he's no. doing that. He no, he actually like auditions and gets signed on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I definitely think he's a serious actor. He seems a little wacko, but um, it, as age has crept in, he seems a bit more wacko. I can agree to that. But um. No, I I just I wonder what his normal day day to life day to day life would be. I don't really know. Well, and I think my favorite part about the Truman Show is that I know it's supposed to be a sitcom, but he genuinely it's had a reality it's show. A reality show, but like it so it has like sitcom tropes. Uh huh. Yeah. I think what I like best is he he had a sitcom trope that they didn't even try to do with the girl that he actually wanted to be with. Oh, he like he ha- so he gets with a popular girl like mm-hmm. that's who they try and set him up with but then he's into this other girl yeah and he keeps trying to have a relationship with her but the director is like you can't because it what is an extra it, it, yeah she was an extra she wasn't supposed to be the main person <laughs> Amazing. and so they're trying to keep him with this girl and then like through it he like gets pulled away from her and he can't be with her and then he always remembers her but like can never find her again you know that's and it's awesome. a whole thing and i think i like that it shows that sitcom tropes don't just come out of nowhere they come from real life experiences it's interesting like it, it i think it's like the the base of what that movie is at its core of like this is literally just a movie about someone's life we just made it really messed up i kind of like that it's i i gotta rewatch that movie you should i should i'm sorry i, love, I could talk about that for a while i think maybe the most terrifying thing of it is the implication of the ending where he goes into the real world because you're like how do you even switch how do you switch yeah. how do you one, he's famous because everybody was watching it. Two, he has no concept of what reality is. Like, he has no idea what... It could be the Matrix real life for all he cares or knows. Like, it could be anything. And it's just such a terrifying, like, con- concept of, like, 
how's this dude gonna live after this? I think not showing us though was the perfect way to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like because it brought up that question. Because life I had is a big of, question. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not supposed to know. And I feel like that he finally got exactly what everyone else got. He got this equality of it. It's so it's it is a good movie. It's great. I love that movie. Need man. to rewatch it. You should. Okay, I do want to say we we should cut it here. And then oh, next gonna, week. Oh, you're going to cut no, me here's at the what's movie happen. you don't like. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to watch Clue this week. No, we're talking about this now. We'll make it quick. My third I gotta favorite be back movie. At, I got to leave. I got to be where I need to be in eight minutes. Oh, come on. We still got to talk about like well, what we're we watching. We can talk about Clue and Knives Out together, though. <sighs> my favorite. My third is Knives Out. Yes, his anyone. third is Knives Out. He's quite mad about it. Because he's not as good as Clue. Um, <sighs> so how about this? Next week we do Venom. Between now and not next Thursday, but Thursday after, you watch Clue, and then we talk about both because they're both like those types of same type of movies. I don't like this. I don't like that you're you're cutting me off on I'm this movie. To cut you off. I don't you're cutting time. me off at this movie. I was movie just gonna do two movies, then you were like, "You want to do Truman Show?" <sighs> I was gonna say let's do two and go to it later. We this could have actually already been over, but because you wanted it could to cover because I would have been dissing that movie for at least ten minutes. <sighs> It's a good movie. Anyways, <laughs> what have you been watching or listening or uh, reading or tasting recently? Well, what if? Yes. Um, what obviously, if? like, you know, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest I of the watched world. 50 First Dates for the first time recently. Have you seen that one? No. It's Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. That's um, why. <laughs> it's good, though. I love Drew Barrymore. Um, basically she got in a car crash and so she so she has no short-term memory so every time she goes to sleep it like restarts <laughs> and her mom and dad or not her mom her dad and brother basically keep the like live the same day with her every day mm-hmm. so that she doesn't like that get sounds confused. like hell it's heart-wrenching mm. but um and basically adam sandler falls in love with her mm. but she forgets him every single day and he has to restart and then, like, you basically just go through, and then it's yeah. a it's thing. It's it's cute. I definitely recommend it if you like rom-coms. I do like rom-coms, but I have no interest in that. Oh, I can't believe it. I love Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. It's Adam Sandler is a turn-off for me, and it's amnesia. That's another turn-off <laughs> for me. I'm like, uh, no. I don't know. I love it. Jamie loves it. I don't know if that will help you, but... Nah. <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching Peaky Blinders. Um, yeah, holes is kind of the thing. I've been, I like started off with holes and Moneyball um, for the art movie stuff. I've got some other ones that I want to watch and talk about. But I actually, yeah, I started off with the ones that I would consider not quite art movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holes is still so good. It's, it's phenomenal. ridiculous how good that it's movie is. It's the best is. movie to come out in the last 30 years. That's my no. statement. That's my statement. I'm going to stick to it. Best movies since That's 1990-ish. All the Marvel movies. It's still the better. No. It's still better. I don't like this. I don't like this. It's end- a hot take. But I don't it's like my this hot ending. Take. You're cutting me off for Knives Out. You're <laughs> saying Holes is the off. best movie of the last 30 years. It's good. It's fantastic. It's not the best. It's fantastic. That's quite insulting to a lot of people. I mean, people who have made movies. If it's people listening, to the, I don't care. But like the people who have made really good movies, I mean, there's other that great is movies, but I feel like it just it did something different, and I liked it. I think it, it was left it's definitely up there. Almost no cultural impact. It doesn't have to be cultural impact to be great. Yeah, but it has to make cultural impact to be like. Eh, I don't know. Successful, I guess. I don't agree with that statement, nah, but we, I we think can it's good. Disagree. Um. 
But yeah, I've just been watching like Peaky Blinders, What If. Um, I was a little bit behind on Heels. I've caught up on Heels. That show is still really good. Mm-hmm. It's shocking how good that is. You st- um, you've brought that up every podcast, so I'm very intrigued to actually watch it's it. It's really good. I've got Jamie on it. Um, he's I've given him my account information, <laughs> and he's like, um, I want to watch that, and so he's he's gonna watch that, and it's. It's just really great. I love Stephen Amell in it. Um, it's just nice watching a thing that somebody has passion for. And you can really tell that Stephen Amell has passion for this. <laughs> and it shows. And I think it's really fun. Um, but besides that, uh, did I bring this up last week? I've been... Oh, I think I said I was going to. I'm I'm like halfway through the, uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, book, Green Lights. Mm. And that's a really interesting uh, book. It's really interesting how his life is because it is quite different from mine. And just the things that he's went through, but his output on it. Like there are things in his childhood that happened to him that most would consider abuse. And he looks at it as, even then he looked at it as, this is normal and it's good. And he still does. It wasn't a thing of like he grew up and he was like, oh, no, that was be-. he still sees it as that's a good thing. I'm like, wow. This is a lot about him, to be honest. It's crazy. He's got such a positive outlook on life and it's insane. Um, but, yeah, it's been really interesting hearing that, um, hearing his experience of getting famous and movies and everything. Um, he's got a great story about him being a foreign exchange student in Australia. Hmm. Uh, that's really fun. And yeah, I've just, I've been liking that read or listening to that. I got an audio book for it. I'm almost halfway through the Batman comic. You gave me the song. Yeah, what are you Owls. thinking? It's very interesting. It's so I'm so good. intrigued. Well, cause the whole time Batman's like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't mm-hmm, exist. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, it has to exist. Cause he said it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's so like that one, those type of things. I, I saw an interview with, I think it was the artist, Greg Berlant, not Greg Berlanti, Greg something. I'm sorry. Sorry to the artist. It's great art. Um, where it's, it challenges Bruce because he thinks that he knows Gotham the best of Mm -hmm. anyone. And then, Oh, there's this organization that knows Gotham better than you. And it's something you've never heard of. And they've been nesting in your building. Yes. It's quite crazy and it's really good. And I, I think it's great. I think it's, I think that is the best Batman story to come out of the past 10 years. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I'm intrigued. I think so. Yeah. I don't know who it is. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you find out. I have oh, no okay. clue who the owl guy is, though. Interesting. The Talon, is that his name? Talon? Yeah, the Talon. Yeah, I have no idea who he is. Well, there's quite a few Talons, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I won't say a word. I just got. I just finished the scene, or the page, I guess, where he trips the wire on the oh. 13th floor. That, like, he lets... It's been a minute. I know. It's been a minute. He trips the wire, and the owl guy is just sitting out there with an owl on his hand like this, and it's just like, <laughs> yep. And then Batman like jumps out and lands mm. all, you know, because Batman always just makes it for whatever reason. Um, yeah. It, well, he's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> well, then uh, Dick is like, you almost are like twice in a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's an issue with that. He's like, it's I fine. Like the continuity. I just like the idea of the Bat family just always being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like they and everybody's fine and they're just kind of intact. They often break that up where it's like, 
I hated when Dick Grayson lost his memory. He like got shot in the head and he lost his memory and he went by Rick Grayson. I was like, you suck. You're my favorite and you suck right now. Or Jason Todd's always like at ends with Batman. So Batman's like, you're not part of the family or whatever. I think right now Damien is left and he's not a part of the family or anything. They've killed Alfred and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I like it whenever they're just, they're all together and things are good. (laughs) I like, I like. um, Well, things are good in this one so far with all of them. I just mean like now in comics. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying that. I'm glad you're um, reading those. Well, and uh, the thing with the family is you can tell that Batman really doesn't even trust them fully. Cause he doesn't trust anyone fully. Well, whenever uh, like the first the first guy that got killed and then like the, the like note was left in fire for him mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he's like, did you hurt him to one of the Robins? I don't know which one. And he's like, no, I didn't. Here's what happened. And uh, Batman goes, okay, I believe you. And then the Robin goes, you already checked it the footage didn't you? And he goes, yes. And I'm just like, damn, couldn't even trust your own like sidekick, yeah. you know? Son. They're all his uh, sons. Yes. It's, they're adopted. Yeah, but sons. But yeah, they're, they're all his sons. Um, the the boy ones. Uh, though I feel the female ones are his daughters too. But yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't trust anyone. He does not trust Superman. Doesn't even really trust himself a lot of the times. And I think that's just part of that character is he's just never trusting. But it's a, yeah, I think that's a great story. I'm excited for you to finish yeah, it. When, as I get closer every week, I'll probably be like, yeah, I got a little more into it. A little more. <laughs> I'm busy, man. <laughs> I get that you're busy. I just once I get into it, I'm really into it. It's hard for me to stop. That's fair. So that's kind of the thing. Um, all all right. right. Well, I think this is the end of it. We will see you next week with yeah, Venom. Venom. Yeah. Venom. Let there be carnage. I am excited for this, but I ultimately hold no opinion in the in the success or failure of this franchise. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I think so too. But whatever. I'm excited for, it's Andy Circus, so that's what I'm excited that's about. Fair. So yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. On Back to the Point. On Back to the Point.